showtime. All yes, right. Welcome to Show Me the Money Club live with Sergio, myself, and all of our panel members. Today we have Roxy from Nashville, Daniel from LA, Manuel from Chicago, George from DC, all from Boston, Alex from San Francisco. Um, so we're going to get right into it very soon. Uh, first, we are going to announce our July 4th earnings winner uh, for the next base dash cam, which is awesome. So give me one second. Let's get that up there. So, boom, our winner. $71.85 per hour that they were driving, <laughs> that they made. I'm and he's Congratulations. driving Holy crap. <laughs> wow apologize <clears throat> apologies already uh just tested positive for that you know disease that oh. everybody's got right now or going around so uh bear with me i'll probably be quiet most of the time but um just for the intro part when it comes to announcing our our winner so congratulations uh for winning and uh let's get right in <clears throat> right into the uh so Chris, that, that, that thing is not contagious, is it? Like over the over the airwaves? <laughs> no, no, I th I think we're okay. I think I everybody think put your masks on. <laughs> yeah, I think if you, if you're watching, then you're gonna be okay. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna be quiet, a little bit more quiet, just because okay. um, you know it's it's a real pain. Uh, doing, doing well though. It was this weekend was really rough, but you know progressively getting better. Uh, so that's a good thing, and uh, yeah, so. All I right, just cool. want to say, uh, first off, thank you to our panel for large city markets. Also, next week will be our small city markets. Really get the feel of what's going on, you know, for Uber, for Lyft, for Rideshare, um, just across the country, what things are going on and, you know, some things there. So thank you, everybody, for coming on and, you know, sharing your experiences, sharing what's going on. And uh, Sergio, if you want to start oh, taking it. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we, I truly are me and Chris. I mean, we wanted to do this from the get go. But, and. We're continue. We're going to continue to do this. I mean, I think this is the only way we can put out the word out and get our voices out. Um, and every couple of months, we're going to do one, get the flavor of the country. So, without extending that speech, ladies first. Let's go to Roxy. Okay, everybody, introduce themselves when I announce your name. Just you know, uh, introduce yourself. How long you've been driving? How many rides you have? What you do, what city you're in, how you know, all that good stuff, and then we'll go into the topics. All right, Roxy, you're on. All right, I'm Roxy Benish, and I'm, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. And um, I have been, I signed up for the gig, gig jobs seven years ago, and I've been a full time driver on the Lyft and the Uber platform for four years. And um, I've got maybe twelve thousand rides in. And and so, um, tell us a little bit about um, well, you know, when I interviewed you or talked to you over the phone, you said you call yourself an Uber Winterbird. So tell us a little bit about that because that was like <laughs> that was the best thing I heard all week. Uber Winterbird. What is an Uber Winterbird? People, here's well, one right here. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you that. Um, my my first ride was from a woman. It's very unusual for a woman to be a driver. And uh, the first woman that picked me up, she told me that she did Lyft and Uber. I I'd never even heard of it. And um, I thought it was the coolest thing. She gave me her card, signed me up. 
And it was only a few months later that I read an article in the USA Today about the U economy and talking about the nine to five job going out the window. And I, I thought it, the whole thing was intriguing, you know, with the with Airbnb and all these other apps. I know we're talking about rideshare, but um, I thought um, I have, you know, I have some, uh, uh, you know, physical limitations that I had to figure out something. I did paint and body work all my life and, um, wow. and I had to figure out something else to do. And this, this was my ticket. And, um, and even my daughter, she told me, you know, she said, mom, you would be the best at doing this because you're so patient. You're good with directions. Um, it really doesn't matter what gets in my car. I handle it. I handle it really well. You know, if they're in a bad move, I get them in a good mood. And, um, uh, but I had, uh, I had started out in Phoenix, Arizona and, um, my daughter got orders to San Antonio, which is the sixth largest city. And, um, I made that my home, my winter home. And then I, as soon as, um, the, I, I, and I work events and I go to, I move to where the events are, where I can make more money. And um, so what I do is I work my way up, you know, Austin, Dallas, I, I, I go through Arkansas. I work all the way uh, to Memphis where I was raised and I work Memphis. It, it's not, it, it's not the best. I have a, I really feel appreciated in Memphis, um, but Nashville's my home, and I know it like the back of my hand. Um, I know where all the spots are. Um, I have my car loaded up with uh, detoxers, bottled water, karaoke, whatever. I, I, I make it fun. I really do. I, 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 people get in my car, and they're like, wow, you got a mini fridge? I'm like, yeah. well, just yeah. For that, just for this, just for this, I want to come to Nashville and order a ride from you. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> yeah, That's and what I, I really because... wish you know there was there was a better way because a lot of people want to you know want to get me again. You know, I wish that was that would be well, you know yeah, in is... the topics of things to 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 click on, but um, that and the destination mode. Um, they need to work on that so bad because so badly, yeah. Yeah. yeah all right i i, I well, don't turn any rides down i have i have a1 ratings um so you take you take all the trips that are i i, I take i i take i take 90% of the trips i, I really cool. because i do do luxury i drive a luxury car too i okay. got to keep those ratings so i can do those uh you know, those uh, premier rides and yeah. I, 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 for whatever reason, cannot do premier. I guess there's a limit to how many they can have in Nashville, but I am a premier in San Antonio and Austin. Okay, cool. So, uh, okay, George, you got two minutes. I know uh, we're going to control the time because we have limited amount of time. So introduce yourself. Tell us about your history with Uber and Lyft yes, or, uh, or the I gig think... economy in general. Yeah, Okay. I've been driving for about five and a half years. And between the two, I've done a little over 10,000 rides. Uh, I primarily do Lyft now. Um, okay. And uh, it, what I, I'm able to do Lyft in two different markets. Though I'm based in Washington, D.C., I've spent a lot of time because of the pandemic. 
up in uh, the Hudson Valley. So it allows me to, to drive in New Jersey, uh, in the northern part of New Jersey, which is uh, Newark. Um, it's uh, and, and across from Manhattan in that area. Um, my experience has been fairly positive. Uh, I take, I take like you, I take about, I rarely do not take a ride. I, I can can't count on one hand the number of rides I haven't taken. I'm and the only cherry I, picker I, I, here, it, people. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> I'm telling you why. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I take I, I every do. ride, oh, and man. I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why. I, I tell you, okay. I'll give you a story. Okay. People All make right. fun of me about this, but no, I had no. a, uh, I was in Baltimore, and uh, what happened to me was, uh, I, I was in between times, and I took this short ride for like four bucks or something to the train station. And I stopped there at the train station and uh, all of a sudden it popped up 45 minute plus ride. I said, wow, that's a pretty long ride. Make up for the short ride. So guy gets in the car and I said, oh, you're going 45 minutes and where are you going? So I'm going to Manhattan, which was like three and a half hours away. And the, the guy said, you don't want to take it? No, 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 no. I'll take it. It's fine. No problem. So the guy gets in the, in, in the thing. It turns out that there was a big uh, train crash and it was a six hour delay. And, and this guy was an attorney and he had to get back to New York. Well, I keep an impeccable car. I wash my car three times a week. I'm very meticulous about it. I'm a five star rider. In fact, I was named rider of the year for the Washington DC area for Lyft. I was a what? Rider. Yeah, I was rider of the year for Lyft. Is there such a thing really? 2019. And, oh, uh, and so anyhow, uh, the guy gets in the car and he's got this cranky guy in the back and he's uh he's he had real problems and i i usually i run pandora radio in the background and i have really nice music i don't play crazy music in fact i do a lot of stuff like okay. uh movie scores and people love that they love the movie scores cool. so, right. so the guys yeah. Let's let's have everybody a chance because we're like seven. Oh, I'm sorry. Six of us, okay, right? I was... no, no. We'll we'll get into all the personal stuff. I apologize. But, uh, anyway, that's no, no, what no, I no. do. I, I, oh, I love it. I love it. All right, Alex, you're up. <laughs> Hi, um, my name is Alex Popovics. I am from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Came to the U.S. Go Brazil. Years. Obrigado. Obrigado. Uh, came to the U came to the U.S. 43 years ago and to San Francisco 40 years ago. I've been driving uh, for a living in San Francisco now for 40 years. And I started with Uber and Lyft in 2018. I did stop in March of 2020 because of the pandemic. And when I got my booster shot last November, um, I restarted. And so I have um, 11,000 rides. I did stop working for Lyft when I restarted because Uber gave us uh, the ability to see the passenger's destination, um, which for, for, for us here in San Francisco, it's really important since we are such a small city, only seven miles by seven. And so now I only work for Uber. And I was able to crunch the numbers of these last seven months I've been working okay. for this uh, panel. And so um, I, I was trying to compare how much money I was making before. I know that's a topic later, yeah. but I also realized that one of the things that is really important here in San Francisco is the, the, the time we are active and the time we are inactive. So I came with 11% inactive. So most of the time we are active. We have one ride after the other. 
And um, also, I did a, I crunched the numbers on the promotions and on the tip to have a okay. sense of how much we get in San Francisco. So it was 19.5% promotions and 8% tip. Uh, okay, so let's, came, let's, we're going we're gonna to talk about that when we get to that uh, topic, because that's truly important to me, just for the fact that, look, so far, everybody's like five, six, seven-year driver, and you have a history of, you know what you were making five years ago, and you know what you're making today. So, uh, Danny in LA, let's go. How are you? Yeah, buddy? my name is uh, Danny Otero. I've been uh, driving for four years. Uh, with uh, Lyft, I had 12,015 rides and Uber, 13,072 rides. 25,000 so, rides. Holy. No, 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 no. 1,200. 1,200. 1,200. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 1,300 and 1,200 on Lyft. Okay. So, and, so you're, uh, a, you're a super part timer. Yeah, yeah, I'm super part timer, and pretty much uh, my sister got me into uh, Uber and Lyft four hey, years ago. Got the referral fee, baby. So yep. um, we'll get to the. You know, actually, it's good to have a part timer because I have become part time uh, last at, at least I would say last three years, and then I didn't drive during the pandemic. I was a full timer like all you guys, and then uh, you know the math did not make sense to me in LA with LA traffic, but that's not. Forget about me. So Emmanuel is looking for a ride or a trip, or he's doing something. I don't know what the heck's going. No, I'm, I'm driving home. I'm, I know, I'm bro. Home. I know. I'm just. I'm, I'm driving. I'm just, so you know what? If you get a, if you get a ping, right? Don't mind us. Just go do your business, bro. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your history. Who me? Oh yeah. yeah um, hi, my name. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> my name is Emmanuel. I'm from. Ch I drive in Chicago. I've been driving uh, gig economy for seven years. The last five oh. years full time. Um, I done twenty six thousand rides with Uber and Lyft combined. Holy uh, crap! Wow. Look at yeah. this panel, bro. We got like two hundred thousand yeah. trips here. Yeah, twenty one thousand in Uber and six thousand on Lyft. Uh, oh my god, bro. Yeah, I'm a super veteran driver, full timer. Uh, gr I'm a grinder and. Uh, Uber, I mean, overall, it's been a good, good experience. Some days, sometimes, you know, you wish you hate, you hate the job really bad, but at the end of the day, after you see your paycheck, it's worth it. It's better working than working a regular job. You better um, believe it. it, yeah. it it's mm -hmm. it's kind of like a small business. I just wish that we have more control of the activation, but we'll talk about that later. Well, we're, we're coming um, on that one. We're gonna hit that. Yeah. One. Oh yeah. But right. but I mean, it really makes you, it really makes you uh, real disciplined. You gotta wake up early. I get up at three thirty every day, grind, and you know, you just. You got to go out there and get the money, and it's, the man. Better, it's better than the job. I just say yep. better than the job. All right, Paul. <laughs> last but not least, from Boston. Boston. Uh, Paul Noda from, like Sergio said, from Boston. Uh, I've been on both of the platforms since October of 2015, so almost seven years. Um, and I have oh. just over 5,000 rides, like 5,100 rides. So right. I, I've gone months without driving in the past, but for the right. past, like, Four years, except for the pandemic, I've been pretty much doing 30, 40 trips a week. And um, after I got laid off from my full-time job, I did the semi-full-time for a little while, but then yeah. I got another job. Um, I just, I enjoy it. For the most part, it's awesome. I drive mostly during the day. I don't like driving at night anymore because I've had some characters, especially in certain parts of the city. Um, but the p amount of people I've met that are, you know, cool people and the amount of business connections I made. I work in the pharmaceutical industry during the day and the amount of people I've met that also work in the pharmaceutical industry that I've actually made connections on LinkedIn with is absolutely incredible. Um, I, I love that 
aspect of it. I just wish as independent contractors, we had more control right. over well, we're gonna who was getting that. in that's our car and everything. That's yep, one of the questions. Exactly. Okay, so um, now that we got all the introductions out, this seems like a super veteran panel, except uh, one, but hey, we need part-timers too. They fill a hole here and there. Um, you know, me and Danny are part-timers. Everybody else is grinder, full-timer, Roxy, the Uber, winter bird, Emmanuel. I don't know, bro, how you do it, 26,000 rides. So here we go. Now we're going to get into our topics. Um, everybody take two minutes, take a deep breath. You don't have to think about this because it looks like you're all positive. And we're going to go into the same order. Roxy, here's the question. Do you think Uber and Lyft treat their drivers fairly? Okay, Uber is not watching this, so don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I, I feel like it's a, a com it's it's all done off of a computer. I, I study the algorithms, and I feel like that I get whatever I dish out. Um, if I if I take certain rides, that's what they're going to give me. I figured that out. Um, you you, I, I'm not a big pick and chooser, but I noticed that because I don't do the rides that I won't do, they don't tend to give them to me. Okay. So, but I, I think it's done off a computer. I don't think they pick and choose because I think a lot of other things would have happened, you know? Cool. Okay. So I, I, George, I, George, you're up. Do you think Uber and Lyft treat their drivers fairly? Um, I think, uh, I think the opportunity is there for you to make it what you want to make it. Uh, Great I, comment. There you go. Okay. I, and I, I, I think that you, you have to be the best person you can be in that car. You treat people well, they'll treat you well. You have to protect yourself. You have to have a dash cam, all of these things. Cause we know that people can become unscrupulous and do things and accuse you of things. However, all in all, my experience has been, um, if you have a good record with them, they tend to respond and give you the things you request. Um, I, I also think they run a business. So they've got margins to, to meet and you have to figure yours. I have a margin that I need to make of anywhere between 35 and four, I, I, anywhere between 25 and $45 an hour. I have right. to be in that range. And I, right. I'm usually up the other upper end. But uh, and that's really where I'm at before any tax, before any expenses. Okay. So um, it, it, the thing is that um, I, I really love what I do. Uh, okay. I think they're doing what they can do. There are some things that I think they could improve on, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, give us a little bit more pay, more bonuses, um, security issues, which we're going to talk about. Okay. So but in, in all in all, my experience has been very positive. And I really, really love doing it, actually. <laughs> okay, awesome. Alex, you're up. How about you? Um, I personally uh, had only a good experience driving for, for mostly for Uber. Okay. But I am cognizant that the reality is, is that since Uber and Lyft became public, they are now beholden to their shareholders. That's number one importance to them. And there's... Uh, and so we, as as the workers, are not their top priority. I, I, I noticed that through 
the the years we kept getting less and less and that's also part of the economy uh, reflecting the economy um and i understand a lot of people i know there's going to be another topic on this are not treating treated fairly so um i just been lucky that i haven't been treated unfairly as of today okay cool how about uh, you danny as the part-timer and um, actually for only four years you're the newbie of the panel by the way so <laughs> everybody's got like two three four years on you so there we go yeah uh at, at this point uh to me uber and lyft i i, I believe in, in my opinion they're, uh they're not treating anybody any anything anyways because unless there's smoke there's fire you know what i'm saying so if something goes wrong with the writer yes you know that's the only way they'll act but if everything if everything's going smooth with with you as a driver and 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 you have the, the passenger in the rear end you know it's a mutual respect so okay. you know i and in my opinion i don't i don't believe they're treating anybody you know fairly if, okay. if you want to say you know by pay wise and things like that that's a you know that's another topic okay um emmanuel you're up and um, i really don't think they're that fa i mean they could be better um okay. again um um, like if a if a if a customer if a passenger says a lie, they always believe them without any investigation. Um, they don't treat us like they they treat it like a number because we're replaceable. I mean, okay. they can literally deactivate all of us tomorrow, and they won't even blink an eye. But it yeah. will ruin like if I get deactivated tomorrow, I I mean that's my only source of income for my family. So yeah. put me in a pickle. Um, I wish there was some sort of way they could like protect protect you guys. Protect us drivers from the passenger from from false accusations, um, but overall, I mean, and then they run a business. You know, they they they're not profitable. So yep. the only way they come profitable is uh, charging the riders more, taking more from us. So we're I agree 100%. We're, 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 we're 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 pretty much a liability. They see us like a pain a pain in the ass. Like if Dara if Dara can literally get rid of us tomorrow, he he would do that, but he can't. So he's stuck okay. with us. But, I'm gonna uh, after Paul. I'm gonna squeeze a little quick topic. I'm sure everybody heard what happened this weekend. But go ahead, Paul. For the most part, I feel that we're treated fairly, um, okay. except when there's glitches. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much those are glitches and how much they're like just trying to make sure <laughs> make sure that we're paying attention. But for I've never encountered really any issues except okay. for when I need to reach out to Uber support or Lyft support, and those are absolute trash. And yeah. in a, uh, in a situation go. like this, we need to have at least support. If we're not going to have much of anything else, we at least need to have some good support and have people that are actually understanding of what we're going through. I understand um, that. But other than that, um, I enjoy doing this. I have no issues. Um, you know, other than other than the obvious stuff that I'm sure right. we'll get into. So are you talking about the glitch that they ask you to verify yourself in the middle of a streak so you lose your streak? That kind of glitch? Yeah. You're on the destination filter and they do something, you know, they say, oh, take a picture. And I'm like, oh, there goes my destination filter. <laughs> or they'll yeah, send no. me to another market and I can't take a ride from that market. Yeah, and yeah, that then happens. there goes my streak. Yep. Yeah, that happens quite a bit for people in Jersey, right, George? Because uh, they'll send you to uh, Manhattan, and then you can't accept a ride in Manhattan in the five boroughs. No, that's uh, that's that's correct, Sergio. However, yeah. one thing about Lyft is that if you're in a streak uh -huh. and you go out of the market okay. and you come back in, okay. they will honor that streak. 
Yeah. Oh. No, they, they also changed, uh, you know, you can actually turn your app off in the middle of a streak now, which I tested the other day and it worked. I was shocked. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I go like, you know, and then, and then, to go to the bathroom. They, to go to yeah, the bathroom exactly. For, yeah, yeah, but my streak didn't die in the old days. It would have died. So that's, no, that's, no, a, good, but, that's a positive. But you can thing. come back and, and they'll honor it. And if they don't, you just, you can't, you have to do it by text, but you can, they, they, they honor it. I've never had cool. a problem. Okay. So I'm sure everybody read because I don't think, you know, I, I think it was plastered all over the media this weekend. So anybody know what I'm talking about? Of 140,000 documents that came out when Travis was running Uber and Lyft and how yes. they uh, basically played the game at the highest level possible, including our current president and uh, the, the pre president of France. I mean, these people were connected with some of the unscrupulous people in Russia. But that's not the point. The point is they played the game to win, right? I mean, now, I don't care about their morals, ethics. A CEO is going to do what they're going to do, right? So in 2017, because obviously they knew this, this was out there, and they got rid of Travis. So this is my opinion, and then let's see what you guys think. Travis hated the driver with all his guts, but at least he didn't hide his disdain for the driver. He would basically talk about it, saying that driver is my biggest cost. They're my biggest pain in the ass. If I can replace him with autonomous vehicles, I'm going to do it. And then they switched to Dara, you know, in 2018. So Dara is a very, very good salesman. Okay. He's obvious. He's excellent at what he does. Do you guys believe that there is a difference between Travis and Dara, or they're both the same? One stabbed you with a disdain, and the other one stabs you with a smile. What do you guys think? <laughs> All right, I have Roxy. Roxy, you're up. I, you're I'm up. not. I don't have. I don't want to comment on that. Okay. All right. How about you, George? Uh, I I think that uh, they're running a business. Okay, okay. and whatever they have to do to run their business uh, they have different personalities uh, one is more sophisticated than the other okay. uh, but you know in, in the end result I have to say this people want to complain about what they did to build uber but some of the things they probably did, if they hadn't done them, we wouldn't have an Uber opportunity. I was just, you know what? I was going to finish with that because you, you know, because you see, you see, we can we it. can sit here and we can we can bash everybody and tell them all, all the things. First of all, I'm not in their shoes. I'm not at their level. Okay. Uh, but one thing I know is that I've had an opportunity to earn some money, and I've learned things. I've enjoyed it. It's been a real great opportunity. I had uh, actually one uh, one customer said. He was a he was a doctor. He was the back of my car late at night. He goes, he says, you really like this, don't you? I said, yeah, I do. This is great for you. <laughs> right. Cool. Anyhow. All right. How about you, Alex? What do you think? Just real short. I mean, I, I threw this in the mix because it's been all over the place and everybody has their opinions. And but actually, I agree with George, because if it wasn't for Travis, Uber would not exist today. If Dara was from there from the first day on and, you know, huggy, kissy, feely kind of a guy. Uber wouldn't exist. They had to be the bull in the China closet to exist. But go ahead. 
I agree. Um, Uber was a disruptive technology in, in, in their own way, breaking the established rules. They created a new format of working, which we call the gig economy. But in relation to autonomous vehicles, I totally agree as well that that's their goal. As you as you know, um, Sergio, they, they just, uh, California gave a permit to cruise to start a pilot program with, uh, uh, with right sharing in San Francisco and um, but as you said it's not going to happen anytime soon the five, five larger markets uh, um, uh, in terms of about a quarter of all the uber rideshare income uh, was uh, London New York San Francisco LA and Sao Paulo Brazil yep. and in these cities you can't program artificial intelligence to break the law uh, double parking or the parking illegally and not be liable for an accident. I agree. Okay, Danny, how about you? Quickly, your opinion uh, about what came out this opinion, weekend? I, I, I really don't know history for both of them, but I, I believe both of them will stab you in the back, no matter what, because they're they're in business to make money. And I agree with pretty that. Much. How about you, Emmanuel? Emmanuel, Earth he's Emmanuel. sleeping. No, he's not. Is he really? <laughs> he's driving. No, he's he's driving. He's in a bad area. How about you, Paul? He's cruising. Um. I don't have much of an opinion because I don't really know much about Travis, but they're just like everybody else said, they're in a business. They're trying to make as much money as possible. They would stab us in the back, you know, right. as fast as possible. They're just trying to bide their time until autonomous vehicles are a thing that are more viable. And then who cares about the drivers? We're done. Doesn't okay. doesn't matter. All right. So here's the second question. Hey, Sergio, you have a um, question for me? Hey, Sergio. Oh, yeah. Sergio, yeah. you have a question um, for me? Yeah. No, the question was, I was like, in a bad you know, area, that's one. All the all the stuff that came out this weekend, you know how Travis was breaking every single law. Yeah, there, he yeah. was in touch with all. What is your opinion yeah. of that? What do you think? Well, I I admire Travis because he was a go getter. Like yeah. you said, Dara went in a build Uber. He's too he's too nice. You need a person like that kind of personality uh, to just go get it. I, I I because thanks to Uber, I was able to last year net hundred thousand. Without a college degree, who can do that? Nobody can. I mean, I can do that. So I, I agree. I'm, I'm happy with the opportunity. Um, Travis, not, he not a, he. I wouldn't want to have dinner with him. I wouldn't want to hang out with him. I think he's an asshole. But, <laughs> but, uh, but hey, you know, people, nice people don't get stuff done. And you know, he got, he got it done. And and I'm, and he, he, whatever money he made at Uber, he deserved it because he could easily that company could have gone under. And nobody would have known about Uber. So, I agree. Hey, I, you I, know what? Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think without Travis, there would be no Uber. So that's the, I think that's the, other than Roxy, who refrained. Come on, Roxy. <laughs> you're, having, <laughs> you're having moonshine, Roxy. You're tougher than that. <laughs> All right. So here's the second one. This is like, this is something that I have a clear opinion on, but I am going to shut up and listen to you. Um, do you think drivers are independent contractors all right roxy you gonna throw this one back at me too or what's happening oh i'm <laughs> oh i'm fine i i totally feel like an independent contractor okay. and i want it to stay that way okay no i understand but do you think we actually are like yeah. not know not knowing where you're going not knowing what the, what you're going to get paid like a true independent so i'll give you an example we i don't have work. to take it i don't have to take it but you said you take like it. They're not ride, forcing so. me to take it. Right. <laughs> but no, but okay, hold on a second. So I have a friend of mine who is an air conditioning contractor, right? So 
he's a true independent contractor. So he goes, uh, you know, uh, to a, imagine I call him up as a customer and say, I go, hey, buddy, Mark, I have a job for you. And he goes, great. What is it? And I tell him, I'm not going to tell you that until you get here. That's exactly what we do, right? In most I, markets, we don't know where the customer is going. I get told. I get told on both platforms where I'm going. You do? And I do. I do on Lyft, too. They tell me. I, like I, I think it's because I'm I'm the high tier that they oh, that okay. because I don't decline the rights. I got I'm, you. Okay. And I and I have to know where I'm going, you know. Okay. So so continuing with my buddy air conditioning contractor. And then if he plays along and he'll tell me, all right, okay, whatever, what kind of job is it? Like he's trying to figure out if he's gonna make money or not. So if he asks you, like, is it like a major remodel or am I just changing a condenser or whatever? And you tell him, I'm not going to tell you how much you're going to get paid after you finish the, the job. He'll be like, F you and hang up on me. You know what I mean? So to me, 80 percent of the country, unless like they're Roxy um, on Lyft specifically, we don't know where the ride is going at all. We just accept the trip and we move on. In certain states, cities, Uber is doing this now, showing the destination to the to the drivers. In California, we're a special case. If we accept five out of the last ten, we get to see the upfront destination. So, in that in that sense, Roxy thinks we're independent contractors. How about you, George? Um, I think we're a uh, we're a mix. Okay. Uh, Hybrid. <laughs> we are in. We're a hybrid. No, no, you're good, Roxy. Okay, everybody's losing signal. He's like my Twinkie. I got to go to there. Washington. I got to go to Maryland and see. Oh. Him. <laughs> okay. Okay, George. Uh, we're 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 a mix in terms of, uh, you know, we're we we are we are legally an independent contractor in the sense for tax reasons and all of this. Um, and we are independent in the fact that we, you know, we, we choose, we, in a way we choose, we don't choose, but to their defense, we say, okay, I don't like what they're giving me, but they're spending millions and millions on, on providing the, the rides for us. They provide us with in insurance. They provide us with um, all of these items. So, I can't really if, if I if I I have it in I have some other businesses where I'm an independent contractor, and, and that way I have to provide myself for everything. So really, they're giving me an opportunity, which they have they have given me an opportunity to make some money, and I pretty much know what I'm going to make. I mean, okay, I can but, pretty much I pretty much understand what I okay. make and what I don't make. Okay, but so, but you're still providing I, everything I, I, yourself. So I think we're real. I think we're a mix. I think we're a mix. Hybrid. Okay. Alex, how about you? Do you think we're truly independent contractors? So this is something I, I really researched because when I st I was in the publishing business, I opened a distribution company uh, in 91, um, distributing publications, free publications. So I bought the Guide of Hiring Independent Contractors book and read the whole thing. And in my industry, um, th th there is a, a gray area for like carriers distributing free publications because there, it's uh, transporting goods, um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, not not transparent goods for, for comp uh, transparent 
transporting goods for compensation. Sorry. So basically, um, uh, with a gig economy, um, it is um, like um, uh, George said, a, a hybrid situation. Um, yeah. I could never uh, really work in a, in my nature as an employee where I have to clock in, clock out. So this is what yeah. I really like. But yeah. you're correct. You're correct, Sergio, that we are not truly on the on the traditional sense an independent contractor. Okay. So it should be a new category, a hybrid category. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we're a hybrid. We're all hybrids. Um, so to me, it's like, if I cannot, like with all the gas prices going up these days, right, all our costs basically doubling with inflation the last three years, you know, if I was a truly independent contractor, I wouldn't do the same ride that I did three years ago for 10 bucks for 10 bucks again today. I have no say in what I'm getting paid. So I'm like, I'm not setting the price. I don't know where I'm going in most cases. And I'm like, I don't feel like I am, but that's my opinion. How about you, Danny? I, I agree with, with the panel right now. We are hybrids, you know. I like the independence, you know, for the schedule. Mm -hmm. And and obviously, you know, right now for me, the money is good for right now. And, okay. and you know, the tax purposes is, you know, that's that, that's but we could report everything as a like a small, you know, as a small business. Right. You know, uh, you know, gas, mileage, you know, things like that. So. Okay. How about you, Emmanuel? Do you think we're truly independent contractors? Uh no, we are we're hybrid. Uh okay. tax purposes, we're independent. We can work whenever we want. Uh, okay. A true independent contractor, you said the air conditioner, your friend. Uh, we can set our own prices. It's it just depending what, like, what kind of car you have. If you have a 2010 Toyota Corolla or a 2020 Tesla, and they're both UberX, I mean, the Tesla should be able to charge more. So if you have a nicer car, you yeah. should be qualified to charge your own, your own rates. Okay. That's the main thing. I will charge my own rates. Okay. So that's that makes us a non-independent contractor. Okay. Um, I, I how about you, Paul? Are you a hybrid as I'd, well? <laughs> I'd say we're all hybrid. hybrid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're all hybrid. I mean, they they provide the, you know, they give us the rides. But if we were true independent contractors, like Emmanuel said, we could set our own uh, our own rates. Right. Like I drive an SUV that gets, if I'm lucky, twenty four miles a gallon. You know, now that gas prices are up, I should be able to kind of raise my rates to make up for the fact that gas prices are five dollars a gallon. Okay. You know, and I have to, we have to pay for our own maintenance on our cars. You know, we we we're we're putting up all the costs, so we yeah. should be able to set our own rate or at least a surge multiplier. Like I know California allowed for a little while, <laughs> but we should be able to. There you go. <laughs> You know, set our own prices to make up for inflation okay. and other I, well, yeah, yeah, those are the things that I think, you know, uh, to me, a true independent contractor would know what the job is and would know what they're going to get paid ahead of the job as opposed to after finishing the job. But, you know, I actually, you know what, um, Roxy, you changed my mind. I'm a hybrid now. I'm going to become a Toyota Prius. There you go. <laughs> uh, no more, no more, uh, uh, what do you call that? Um, Hyundai Santa Fe. I'm a Toyota Prius now. <laughs> so, um, all right. So now we're going to discuss a topic. And this one, I think, may go a little bit long, but I don't care. This is a super important topic to me. And I think it should be to all of you because you're in your car and you're, you're the last man standing for yourself. Okay. So um, we know every pretty much every day we read about a driver getting stabbed, especially in Chicago. Emmanuel, I don't know what the heck is going on in Chicago, bro. I hope you have, you're packing something. I don't know. 
<laughs> because yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't drive in Chicago at the moment, but you're the man. Um, so driver safety. Okay. And what can Uber do and Lyft do? Now, we're always talking about Uber, by the way. And my buddy Chris over there had a great analogy about Lyft. Lyft is like that little tree under a big tree that doesn't get enough sun. <laughs> and it just kind of kind of dwindles in its own way. I'm not sure how Lyft is still in business, but they are miraculously. Um, so to me, it's like, okay, both companies have done good things in my book. Some work, some don't work, you know, like the follow my ride, the 911 button, you know, all those things, right? Um, if you're in an emergency, though, you have a gun to your head or a knife to your neck and you're in a ride, which is happening too many times these days. And to me, it's like there has to be a better onboarding process for these passengers that get in our cars, my opinion, again. So what do you guys think about the safety issue? Do you guys think Uber and Lyft should change things? They could do more about it. And do you personally feel safe every single day that you go out there and do hundreds of rides amongst you? Safe. How about you, Roxy? You being female, especially. And being driving driving in 12 different cities at the same time. So I don't know. I, I don't know what they're, I don't know what they could do. I wish it was like uh, something that I could click on my, uh, you know, kind of like when you do the quick wipe on the wiper, yes. if something's happening. Um, but it seems like every time the only, I, not that I've had hardly anything bad happen, but the few weird things that happen it was always when it was somebody that called a ride for somebody else. Boom. There you go. Okay. I, 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 I totally hate that. And I don't like not having a picture or a name. What was, was the last time? Mm -hmm. What was the last time Roxy you picked an Uber? Uh, it happens more on Uber. I think personally speaking that you picked. Oh, up, I don't uh, know. I think it happens more on that. Lyft. I have really? sketchy people on mm -hmm. Lyft. I, I, really? I, you know, and, and you could, you could see, you know, I, I do both and I do yeah. them about 50, 50. And, okay. um, and I have more problems on the Uber. I mean, on the lift, on the lift platform, on the sketchy people. Do you, do you think, do you think the companies have done enough about driver safety? Because look, we did a show, by the way, it's, um, on our channel, we did about their driver, uh, their own safety report that came out for 2020. I mean, they had the same amount of rapes, same amount of murders, same amount of more accidents than anything, anybody else. So to me, and 2020 was a dead year for rideshare because of the pandemic, right? So to me, it's like, what do you guys think you're, you feel safe? Do you feel safe when you drive, Roxy? As a driver? Okay, I'm 60 years old and I don't have any other options on jobs. Okay. So if... If it happens, it happens. I go out okay. every day knowing that something. I go out. I I go scared, but okay. you know what? I don't have any other options. This is the only gig I have left. I got you. And and if it if something happens to me, it happens. You know, I I I, I don't. I I trust. I I believe in God, and every day I go out. And I have a good attitude. And most of the people that ride, they're scared. They're more scared than I am. The okay. riders, they ask me questions. Do you do you think do you think Uber and Lyft are too 
So when we're getting onboarded, right, we do this watered down background check. And, you know, if you're breathing and you can download the app and you have a car that's functioning, you're as a, you're good as a driver to go. But it's so much easier to become a passenger, right? So there is, let's say, two and a half million drivers in the U.S. and had over 120 million passengers that use Uber and Lyft. So do you think they can do this for everybody? And when you get your turn, do you think they can do more about onboarding passengers? Yeah, just I, a fake I, I ID, think... and then with like a bullshit credit card or a debit card or some sort of thing that they put on. And the amount uh, of uh, names, uh, the names that I get when I pick up rides, by the way, these goofy names, right? Bro, mm -hmm. that's not your name. Your mama didn't name you that. I mean, if they did, you're in a whole lot of trouble. So I'm going like, who the F are you with this name ordering a ride and you're about to get in my car? You know what I'm I know. They usually tip good, too. I don't know, Roxy. I'm like, okay. Really? So, so, so you're saying you feel safe and you believe in God, and if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I hope nothing happens to you. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I feel like they should. I feel like they should do more. How I about mean, an ID? How why about an ID? What? Hey, why can't they? You know how you can pick. Uh, well, you can't pick on Lyft, but you can pick right. on Uber. What type of rides you do? Do you want to yeah. do extra large comfort, and it costs a little bit more? Well, if they, you know, why don't they do something for people with background check? If you submit a background check, you get a better price. Ooh, that's an idea. Are you watching? Are you watching? You know, I, I, I don't, you know, if that one lady the other day told me she got to pick from six different people. Yeah. Well, it, it seems like if if I'm the one that's willing to to go that extra mile, why mm -hmm. couldn't I get a little compensation for it? You so know? you're saying, so you're saying they could do some more about passengers. <laughs> yeah, on, I mean, they, on the yeah, they need to, they need to do background check on them. Okay, that they need to happen. have their own account. They need to have their own account. I okay. uh, every time you know, my I ordered my husband this ride. I said, can your husband should get his own account too? You. You sign him up, and I think you might even get a five dollar discount or something on your next okay. ride. Okay. How about you, George? What do you think about? Uh, I, 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 I think I personally think that uh, they should require background checks. And I'll tell okay. you something that really. Okay. I, I have I have information that I'm okay. So that's never okay. going to happen. I I okay? know yeah. it's never. Ever. I know. But how about how about simple ID? How about they upload their ID? Something, something has to be given. Some, some no, I, no, I agree with what you're saying, but there's another, there's another issue here about safety that you briefly, Roxy, you alluded to, okay. is underage people getting in your car. All right. Yep. Now, I, I have, I, I refuse to pick anybody up who's underage, and I have a way of screening them. <laughs> if a young person or young lady looks in my car. And they try to get in my car, and I think they're underage. I'll say to them, um, "I said, hey, are you in school?" And they'll say, "Yeah." I said, "Where do you go to school?" Oh, really? And uh, uh, what grade are you in? <laughs> and they'll say, "Oh, I'm in eleventh grade." Great. Uh, th that right. <laughs> so I, what I do is I screen them, and I find out after a while they 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 reveal how old they are. But I won't do that. And okay. you'll have people who call up and, and, and say, well, I have my daughter to pick up who's three years old or some crazy thing like that. And uh, I immediately report them. I had uh, and you'll have people who will just stand there with their kid 
and 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 the problem is that you'll also have those people who want to get in the car and, and they don't have a car seat. All right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And and if they're not a certain size, I don't care what they say. They're not getting in my car without a car seat. And uh, and I'm very I'm very 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 I'm very firm about this. Okay. No car seat underage will not be picked up. Uh, period. Okay. End of story. Do you feel uh, safe? Do you feel safe driving? Yes, in I general. Do. Okay. In general, I do. Okay. But I'm also a very I'm also a circumspect where where I go. Okay. All right. An example. In D.C., if I pick up somebody in downtown D.C. and I take them to the other side and certain parts of Anacostia, which across the river, okay, okay, there are certain sections of town you just don't want to be there, okay, okay. and you you don't want you just don't want to be there. However, I'll take them there, and I I set up my app so it automatically shuts off once okay. I get to that location, and I'll just drive out of there. You know, I won't even stay. I won't pick anything. I'll shut that app off so I can get out of there. Okay. So that's the way I do that. And um, there, are, there are cases that I've been gone to pick up somebody. And I had one case that I'm on the street and these people are all in the street and they were crazy. You could see it was all drugs. And I said, hey, I'm not doing that. I just canceled and just dr- kept driving on. Yep. So I Even wouldn't even stop. Yep. So, so you, you, you really have to be, you have to be, um, you have to be circumspect. Because sometimes you're going to get a nut in your car. They're yep. going to say some crazy things. They're going to do some crazy things yep. and uh, you just got to be, be aware of it. So okay. um, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just careful uh, where I go. I'm careful when I shut my app off. I'm careful where I pick up. And um, other than that, people are pretty much good. I mean, you, let's be honest. You and I could walk down the street tomorrow or walk into a, walk into a school and somebody with crazy gun could be blowing everybody up. That's I mean, do you but, understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So we, when we walk out the door, wherever we go, anything could happen to you. You could okay. go drive in your car and have an accident and die. That's true. Yep. So, How about you, Alex? Well, um, I want to first, you know, relay my sympathies for all the families of people who've been killed as a rideshare driver or uh, yes. um, to, yes. the, to the women that have been raped and people that have been uh, um, assaulted. I come from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, as I mentioned, which is have a very high level of uh, crime and Uber drivers there really suffer quite a bit. But I live in San Francisco, which is a city that has comparatively very low crime rates. What I agree with uh, uh, what you are saying is um, we should have a photo ID. um, uh, They should have a photo ID to open an account. But we uh, Uber, I know, uh, sell these um, uh, gift cards that people can, you know, upload without anything. So I'm not sure how that can be solved. But I wanted to allude to what George said, which um, I feel is something that threatens me personally, has not to do with violence, but with liability, which is uh, people under age trying to get in, uh, parents sending their kids under age, uh, people bringing their, their exactly. toddlers without exactly. car seats, or people wanting to come into my car with more passengers that it will fit. So, uh, or someone just stumbling drunk, falling in front of me. And and in the Uber app, there is no place for me to say these things. And 
I am uh, penalized if I decline. Um, so that's my main concern about my safety, because if there's an accident I with these, with an underage person or someone that has a baby in the back without a car seat, I am liable. Yep. I, I, may I interject something yeah, here? I know ahead, we don't want to interrupt, but no, no, it's something ahead. you said, Alex. Um, when somebody gets in my car, the first thing I do is I turn around and say, would you, would you please make sure you put your seatbelt on? I always ask them to put on their seatbelt. Always. Always. And it's funny because I'll have people comment to me. I said, no one's ever asked me to wear my seatbelt. If they don't wear a seatbelt in my car, they don't ride in my car. I've actually had people, I've asked them to leave my car. And I had a woman who actually got so pissed off. She was a lawyer. She was so pissed off that I'm and her husband. And she got in a fight and she left, but she was, oh, you don't want to know what she said to me. But anyhow, if they're not wearing a seatbelt, they don't ride in my car. Period. Same, same here on the freeway. In San Francisco, it's very slow driving. But when the minute I hop on the freeway, absolutely no seatbelt, no ride. But yep. the, re the, re the reality is that if they're not wearing a seatbelt, there are people that are liable for that. And, yep. I, and I have stories. I mean, I'm, we're taking a little bit of time here. But someday I'll, I'll really share some interesting stories about seatbelts. So I'll write a book, man. You got to write a book. <laughs> well, I probably could. I mean, but the, the seatbelt is a big deal. I and if they don't you. wear a seatbelt, they don't ride in my car. I don't care if it's one block. So, Alex, you feel safe in general, though, driving for Uber Any or Lyft or Uber? <laughs> Yes, I mean, okay. of course, there there could be a crazy person that would, you know, uh, try to injure me. That's that that can happen. But like George said, if I go to a very very dangerous area, I turn mm -hmm. my app off and leave. Uh, um, but but San Francisco itself doesn't have these areas, so it's a safe city to drive. Okay, how about you, Danny? Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, uh, safety-wise, I don't feel safe, but I don't think about it. You know, I just leave it in the back of my head. Uh, just the other day, Saturday, uh, okay. I was driving a, a female, you know, uh, late night, and and pretty much she was passed out drunk. And I took her to her home, and and uh, she didn't wake up. I, I took me 10 minutes just to sh wake her up. I, I shaked her on the knees, her shoulder, and she finally woke up. Don't you know, and <laughs> I know, I know. But in, in those situations, I really don't know what to do. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, do I call? Uh, you 911. Know, and, yeah, or, or something. No and say, hey, you know. But she finally woke up, you know. Yes, I, I know. I know I'm not supposed to touch the person or anything like that. But no, it's like, ever do you know, it. What, what else can never. I do? You know. Never. And so, Danny, I had, I, had the, I, I, had, I had that quite a few of those, right? Passed out yeah. drunk. Because just when you're about to touch him, they wake up. You're you're gone. I'm telling you, you could be yes, gone. So, I, I, you're right. And I, I, I don't care what the next ride is, how much you're in surge. Yeah, call 911, call the fire department, they'll be there and they will take him or her out and do whatever they need to do. Because it has okay. happened to me many, many times over the last seven years. Don't even go near him. You know, you can, you can play loud music, you can put your windows down when you get a super drunk person like that after you give him right. their bark bag, but don't ever, ever touch him just because you're new. So uh, Emmanuel, how about you? Well, do you feel safe? What do you think? What do you think they could do for more safety for drivers? Definitely, definitely ID. Uh, have, ID. When they load up their account, they gotta have ID front and back. 
Okay. Uh, and definitely a picture. No more gift cards. They can add a gift card if they currently have an account with an okay. ID, like kind of like a like a step. You get you get in, you got a lower of your ID, and then you got a lower of your credit card or gift card. But at least you know we know who you are. A, a picture yep. and no more ordering right for somebody else because like that's very dangerous because somebody could order right for somebody else and then you get carjacked. I live in Chicago. There's a lot of carjacking in Chicago. Yeah, tell so us the about way, that. The, oh, I've never been carjacked. Thank God so far. Thank God. But I put I put myself in a good in a good area of Chicago. There's two parts. There's, there's the downtown, the good area, and then there's the, the area where you see all the nudes, all the carjackings. I I use my DF filter all day, and pretty much any moment I drive, I drive it in the morning. I never drive at night. I mostly during the during the week I do, do business travelers, so they never give you a problem. And the weekends, right. you know, I just do short trips. My DF filter stays. I stay in a good area. And keep a, keep an eye on my surroundings. If I see some, just keep an eye on my surroundings. And then if the rider gets my car, gets near my car, and he's drunk, stumbling, I just leave. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I, if there, if I see if my my gut, I've done twenty six, twenty seven thousand rides. Your gut feeling tells you to go, you go. I agree. Who cares about the money? Oh, and I agree. There's there's many other rides, and I don't yeah. deal with many drunk people. I don't because I work during during the day, so um, that's pretty much what doing. Just yeah. know I. But in general, in general, you know, you watch for yourself. You're saying, and yeah, you know, common sense, right? Because yeah, common sense. If if your government yeah. tells you to to cancel the ride, then leave. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. They're right every single second. No big deal. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. How about you, Paul? I stopped driving at night because there was one time around three years ago where I was in a kind of bad section of Boston called Roxbury. I was at um, right outside an Applebee's about to pick up people at like 11 o'clock at night and they tried to carjack me. So after that, I'm like, all right, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> they they knocked on the window with the, with the handle of a gun. I'm like, okay, bye. Luckily the parking lot was empty. So, um, and they, which was weird. They had a good rating, but there's not much they can do about people who don't have accounts going on the, on, you know, rides because, you know, someone with an account can set up a ride for somebody. They might not even say it's a ride for somebody else. Right. And they could get into the car and you don't know who the hell they are. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, there's not much they can do about situations like that. It, it happens all the time. But, you know, people requesting rides for someone who they put in their name as Juicy with a peach emoji. I had that <laughs> on Saturday. That was fun. Oh, man. Uh, I, I declined that. That was a 4.6 rating on Lyft. That's bad yeah. news. Oh, uh, Lyft, that's horrible. <laughs> that's horrible. I don't pick up people under a 4.9 on Lyft because yeah. it's not worth it to me. 4.8 on Uber. What I do like is on Lyft, you can actually see the amount of rides that someone has under their belt and their rating and how long they've been on the platform. We're on Uber. We have no, um, you know, visibility to that. So you have no idea right. if it's a, like I was saying before we started here, you don't know if it's a five-star rating because right. they're new or a five-star rating because they have a thousand good rides. You have no idea. So okay. I, I feel safer on Lyft just for that reason. Plus you can see their picture yep. on Uber. You have nothing to go on except for a name and you have no idea if it's a real name. Right. So um, if, if there was, if there was a way, um, to answering this question. I mean, they would have been done by now. In my opinion, and then you can all chime in. You know, there are 120 million passengers in the U.S. on both platforms, right? That goes for Uber Eats and Uber, regular ride share, Lyft, all that stuff. 
if they were to scrutinize every passenger that's about to get onboarded to the platforms, the business would be probably at least 10 to 25% less. Okay. Uh, forget background check, right? Um, look, the passenger is the golden goose that lays the golden egg. That's their revenue source. Like I think Emmanuel said that before, that we're just a number to Uber and Lyft. That's my opinion as well, because we could easily get deactivated with a false claim of a cheap passenger trying to get six bucks back on their account. So to me, which a friend of mine did get that um, deactivated, and I'm sure we all have stories of our friends or whoever we know that they got deactivated unjustly. To me, they will never do more than what they're doing just for the fact that the passenger pays the bills and they're going to make it as easy as possible for, for anybody to get online and order a trip. That's my opinion. So what do you say to that, Roxy? I think you're, I think you're, uh, I think you're pretty, um, I think you're accurate about what you're saying. I agree with you, but I think I have a solution to all this. Okay. I think all the automobiles should have ejector seats. So if anybody gives me trouble, (laughs) I just push a button and they're they're out. James Bond (laughs) style. We're going to call George's. George's nickname has become George James Bond Economides now because that's, he wants to push the button and eject the <laughs> No, I mean, you know what? They're not going to do it. Okay. We know more than we, I know. Of course, I know. We know more than we, we know more than we put out because, you know, we know, but, <laughs> you know, they're the golden goose that lays the golden egg. They're not going to turn yeah, anybody that's down. Funny. They're just not going to. So let's go to the next one. Um, you know, and it, it kind of touches the subject because Emmanuel is, is his dad is uh, working on this. Hopefully, he will get back on. So I'll start with you on this one, Emmanuel. Unjust deactivations. We all know because we all know we're one really, really passenger complaining, saying that they smell pot or the uh, driver is drunk. Those two will get you deactivated before you even get out of your car. Okay. The algorithm, first of all, this is not going to a human committee. There is an algorithm written for this. And the algorithm says, oh, passengers use the sentence of driver drunk or driver intoxicated or driver marijuana. Boom, you're gone. Before, honestly, before you even end the ride, you're done with Uber and Lyft and good luck trying to get back on. So tell us about your dad. Unjust deactivation. Was it unjust? I'm, I'm hoping it. You know. Oh yeah, of course it was. He's yep. 62 years old, of course. Uh, okay. He drive for Uber. I a funny story. He got his factory closed, and he had okay. worked for 20 years. Okay. And he had no job, and I told him about Uber. He told okay. me a story. You know, it'd be great at Uber if we can make a thousand dollars a week. That would change my life. Yep. Now fast forward to it. Right before he got he got deactivated, he was making almost two thousand a week in the suburbs of Chicago, just mostly all suburbs. Awesome. Um, and he drove five years, did 21,000 rides of Uber. And 4.97 okay. rated, everything, top, what top tier driver. What and happened? some rider, some, what happened was a rider had a, had a wheelchair, and the rider wanted to put the wheelchair in the back seat, and, and my dad was like, you know, can you put no, it in the in trunk? The trunk? Yep. In the trunk, yeah. She got, she got upset. She got upset about it, and she, she accused my dad that this, the car smelled like marijuana, he did two, three rides later, and boom, he got deactivated. We tried to fight it, message it, go to the hub, everything, nothing. That happened in November. Until now, there's a, there's a little group in Chicago, uh, Independent uh, independent Drivers something, Alliance. Okay. They fight for drivers. They said that uh, they got a pretty good success rate. They got like 85% success rate on getting drivers back on the road. 
I hope you're. I hope you're not paying for it. Are you paying for no, it? No, no, it's free. It's free. It's free. Okay, yeah, we we did a video on that because there are a lot yeah, yeah, of yeah. there are a lot of sh scammers out there trying to get fifty, eighty, hundred bucks out of drivers. No, been no, 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 no. It's so, completely okay. free. It's so so free. his problem was not my buddy's problem. My buddy's problem was he has COPD. He's an older gentleman. He takes this cough syrup that smells like a little bit of an alcohol. So this lady got in the car. This guy is straight as an arrow. Fifteen thousand rides, good ratings. Seventy-two years old, without a blink of an eye, Uber deactivated him. So to me, it's like, um, do you? I mean, everybody tell one story, which I'm sure they, you all have the story. Do you guys think there should be like a human interaction when it comes to deactivations, as opposed to just an algorithm deciding on what the passenger complained about? About yes, of course. Yeah. Yes. Okay. How about you, Alex? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, this is probably the biggest problem with ride sharing in my, uh, beside the uh, safety um, okay. is unjust uh, deactivation. And I understand that um, they, they treat us like numbers type of okay. thing. And to them is uh, cheaper to get rid of a, a driver that got a complaint and just get a bunch of new ones than to try to look into it. But uh, that is a major a breach of I think the ethics of, of how this country was built in the United States you're innocent before you're proven guilty with Uber and Lyft you are guilty before you're proven innocent and yeah, they don't give you yeah. a, a venue to prove that you're innocent for example yeah. for drug charges you can make a, a drug test if you can't do it on the weekend because um, I was accused once uh, during the days that we had a lot of fires in San Francisco um, the smoke so i had the windows closed and someone came in really drunk at the place the, the car smelled smelled alcohol and then someone got in and accused me of uh, drinking well i never dr uh, drank alcohol my whole life so um but it was a weekend and i realized there is no way to make a test the only real test is, that you can go backwards is a hair follicle but that costs 600 bucks but i would I would spend 600 bucks if I needed to to uh, protect myself. Luckily, in 24 hours, I got reactivated. The, the person who accused me probably had a bad history, but I think that is atrocious. What's happening um, uh, with Emmanuel's father? That can, should not happen. Yep. How about Roxy? How about do you know anybody who's got unjustly deactivated or? I have. Yep. Okay. What's I have. Their, what's your What's their story? Oh, I was carrying a, a and and it, and it was just he was on his mother's account and it was a big long ride and um I dropped him off and we had great conversation and then he reported that I was uh drinking. Mm. And my I didn't even know because I had ended that ride because it, it took me way up where I didn't want to be. So I ended it and then I went and got my car washed. And then when I went to turn my app back on, it, it, it wouldn't let me. And I had to go to check my email and then found out. Um, but luckily that was while there was a hub and a green light and I drove directly to them. Instead of trying to hack, because you can't hash out anything with Lyft. Not on you don't get anyway. to talk to nobody. I can at least talk to somebody on Uber. I can't. It's all in a text message. 
and they take forever to re-answer you. I just drove right to the hub and, and it, you know, it, the yeah. guy was trying to get out of the guy was trying to get out of paying for that long ride. Yep, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it uh, was nine thirty in the morning. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, no, I mean, to me, it's like uh, see, I'm I not just, drinking yeah. moonshine either. I'm not drinking okay. moonshine. That, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, just make sure you don't go drive after this. <laughs> uh, so, Paul, I'm sure you have a story like that too, right? I mean, you know, somebody that's just unjustly deactivated. Not deactivated, but offline because there was an issue with a background check. And the oh, issue one, was yeah. so actually so a coworker who's on my team at work um, has been unable to drive. Now, she has like probably around 12,000 rides. She actually probably wouldn't would have been better to be on this than I would have. And then I, then I next am. time. But <laughs> but um, she um, apparently back when she signed up nine years ago, she's been driving for a long time, um, had entered uh, an incorrect digit in her social security number. So she's they gone it nine now? years. They're catching it now because apparently they only check, they only verify the last four of your social security number. Um, mm -hmm. But every so often they'll do spot checks to make sure everything is correct. Yeah. And apparently um, they did that to her like 10 weeks ago. And she, spent five to six weeks trying to she went to the green light hub like three or four times to try to figure out what was Didn't going on the fourth time they figured out that she just had to re-enter her social security number but the pop-up didn't show up until two weeks after that so yeah she's waiting on her background yeah well just, you know to me it's like the subject still, the subject so we discussed out, yeah oh probably Probably she makes six to eight hundred dollars a week. She drives more than I do, um, yeah. so she's out like six to eight thousand dollars. Okay, we'll get you back. You're getting Sorry. cut off. Well, we, you're getting cut off. We'll get you back. Um, so to me, it's like is that me? onboarding passenger. On, yeah, that's you. Onboarding passengers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you got cut off. So onboarding passengers properly for Uber, I think, will eliminate a lot of these fraudulent passenger complaint as well because to me it's like um if you're doing a ride and you're, you want to get your money back you know that has to be a different way than complaining to uber about your driver to get your money back i, I disagree with all of this stuff i mean to me it's like why play with somebody's livelihood like look at look at roxy right roxy drives 70 80 hours a week on both platforms you okay you're, you're you have to unmute yourself roxy um so you 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 know it would be like a tragedy if Roxy got deactivated because of some asshole complaining because I don't think she couldn't be more pleasant than I would love to be in her car as a passenger. I, so I was me, offline for four hours. That's huge. That's nothing. For me. Look look at Emmanuel's dad. Emmanuel's dad is offline since when? Emmanuel November 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 seven he, months. He was he was forced. He is crazy. He had a plan to retire to go back to Mexico. Yeah. Build a house and there all the money the was saving to go back home. And then Uber, boom. So he, he had to go force to get on Social Security to start retiring because where, See, where else where, where else he's going to make? He was making almost 2000 a week. And he's, he, he's, in, he's in, my dad, so he, he became a citizen, but he immigrated from Mexico. He doesn't know not that much English. So yeah. where, who, who's, who, who's going to hire a 62-year-old with not that good English, with no experience, to make almost 
seven eighty thousand a year. Nobody. Nowhere. No. No. You, Nowhere. you can't. You can't do that with a master's degree, bro. Exactly. But that's not, the, the, the point is that though. The point is that to me, the unjust. You know. Okay. In California, we have something called Prop Twenty Two. In Washington State, they passed a law that's supposedly in Australia. The same thing is happening. So it seems like there's a lot of states that are paying more attention to these unjust deactivations and creating, it's called a tribunal. So when you do get deactivated, you actually go somewhere and have a say in what happened as opposed to some coder in San Francisco or wherever the heck they are, wrote a line in an algorithm, because believe me, there is no human looking at that passenger's complaint. Trust me, it's not. There is some code written by a human saying that, oh, this word matches deactivation, you're gone, right? To me, it's like, no, there should be, it shouldn't be like LAPD, shoot first, ask questions later. It should be more like, okay, we take you offline for 48 hours, we'll do a thorough investigation by a third party, not by Uber, not by anybody else. And then if your deactivation was justified, I mean, look, there are a lot of asshole drivers out there. They drink and drive, they smoke pot. The other day I was at LAX uh, holding lot, Man, there were like 20 people gathered together smoking pot. And then you're going to do what? Pick up a passenger from LAX and take him somewhere? I mean, you're high as a kite, bro. You know what I'm saying? But then they go, oh, it's legal in California to smoke. Not to smoke and get in a car and pick up a passenger, man. Right? Have some have some class, right? Or safety. I mean, look, there are some drivers who definitely deserve to get deactivated, but I think a vast majority don't. And with a little complaint, they kick you off like Emmanuel's dad who's working for towards his retirement. Boom, there goes that. But, you know, definitely something has to get done about that. And last question before I give you three minutes of your own time to tell me the craziest story that you have. So I make you, you know, we're going to start with Roxo, of course. I make you the CEO of Uber and Lyft, the head dog, head honcho. What would you change, Roxy? You have to unmute yourself. You're the CEO. Get, what would you change? See, it's not an easy. Geez, job. I would change. I would change the pay. Okay. The pay. The pay. You're not happy with pay. Okay. Um, so I, I'm going to ask everybody the same question. So, are you making more money than four years or five years ago when you started today than four years ago, five years ago? No. Okay, no. George. How about you? Why would you? You're the CEO of Uber and Lyft at the same time, bro. You're swimming in cash, stock options, all you want. I would. <laughs> why would you? Why would you change? First of all, first of all, I would uh, offer uh, offer discounted stock options to. Hey, to Chris, drive. are you listening to this? <laughs> no, no, oh, I mean, no, no, I mean, no. I no, came up wait, with this idea. He left it. No, 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 no. The the thing is that that it costs them nothing. It costs them nothing to give you stock. Nothing. Zero. You're paying for the stock. All right. And <laughs> if agree. you are a five star or you do a certain amount, they give you a hundred share. They give you something. Ten shares. Doesn't George, even have to be a hundred. Could be ten shares. They give you something as shares. Create I mean, some loyalty, right? Create right, some loyalty. Right, right, exactly. right. And and then, go, then they then Obviously, they should look at people who are working longer and and have yes. uh, and have good ratings and yes. and like uh, to give them something 
in, in addition. Okay, how about this? To, and, it, and let me tell you something. It yeah. doesn't have to be a lot. How about this? How about people like Roxy, who are the backbone of Uber and Lyft? There's no doubt. Look, Emmanuel, same thing. Yeah. Um, Alex, probably the same thing, but not as much Paul or me or Danny because we're more part-time, right? I think there should be two different pay scales. Roxy should definitely get, because look, this is a truth. This is truth. 20, 15 to 20% of all rideshare drivers are full-timers. That's right. Who do who do 80% plus of the rides on the platform? That's correct. If it wasn't for Emmanuel and Roxy, there would be no Uber. Every passenger would be stranded because no soccer mom is going to work 14 hours a day. Period. Right. Now, they should... I, I, think, I certainly wish they would do something for the people that worked through the pandemic. Yep. Because well, I racked that. up some ungodly amount of miles on my car yes, you did. driving you know, to pick up scheduled pickups. I think I think <laughs> you should get paid at least 50% more than part-time drivers. If you're driving 60, 70, 80 hours a week, I think your pay scale should be completely different. Same as Emmanuel's with all those rides that he's doing. Because to me, a, a, a part-time 6, 8, 10-hour-a-week driver like me making the same money as, a, as Roxy is bullshit. It shouldn't be like that. I, I, George, I like your idea of stock options, bro. I really do. I hope Thera, are you watching this, bro? That's a, that and, I, and, I, and, and also, also, Mr. Green, too. He's watching, I hope. But I don't, uh, I don't pay attention to Lyft whatsoever. So, well, you know, I, I think <laughs> that's a little bit unfair. I think it doesn't Uber, matter. There you go, Emmanuel. Great comment. Me, Uber did not yeah. treat me very well. That's another no? story. But okay. uh, but Lyft your book. Treat, treated me, and as a result of not treating me well, I made it a point to become driver of the year with Lyft, and it happened. <laughs> who who designated you driver of the year? By the way, did oh well, I get a straight. No, listen, they they go out, and every year they have a driver of the year, and okay. in the areas, and, and that um, was you. What in two thousand nineteen? That was you. Yeah, that was me. Holy yeah. shit. Alex, how about you? And now, now, You're listen, the CEO. now, listen how they, they, okay. I, and, and let me tell hold you, uh, yeah, you can, hold on, uh, hold on. You can do that to me. Uh, we, right. we bow to you. Alex, Wait, how about you? You're how the they CEO. Do it. And I, I will. I'm going to tell, happen. I'm going to, look, I'm going to ask you the crazy story. That's going to be your crazy story. <laughs> Alex, how about you? You're the CEO <laughs> okay. of Uber. You're the CEO <laughs> of Uber and Lyft. What well, I, I, I actually would uh, do what you what you said, basically differentiating the uh, um, full time drivers that have accrued uh, enormous amount of rides, like Manuel have twenty six thousand rides. Now, in order for you to get that kind of uh, uh, you know numbers, you have to be an excellent driver. Yep. Now, um, you mentioned that the passengers are the the goose that uh, lay the golden eggs. It is true, but also we are called in Uber um, parlance uh, the earners. So, um, yeah, that's new. <laughs> so basically, what I think is that both of us, the passengers that pay the money and the um, veteran full-time drivers, are essential to their business, and um, they should treat us. Um, with some differentiation. I'm not putting down the part-timers nor the folks that do it for a little bit here, here and there. I'm just talking about brass tacks, how yep. much money full-time drivers um, generate for them. I agree 100%. How about you, Danny? You're the part-timer, so 
Do you think it's fair for you to make the same amount of money as a Roxy does? Like this weekend, <laughs> you sent me your stuff, so it's yeah. public information now. So I'm probably going to plaster it all over the place. You know, you made a grand in I don't know, like 20 hours. So I'm going like, eh, Danny's swimming in cash. So, so listen. Do you think that is fair though? Do you think like you know? Do you think a full timer should make the same amount of money as you? Um, it, it's pretty much yet. for Uber and Lyft. It's a doggy doggy dog business. You know, it's like yeah. whoever's out there to hustle, they should. But yeah, you know, full time drivers will always make uh, more money than the part time drivers, no matter what. No, in, in total they do, but when you look at their hours, they don't actually. Because the guys oh, like you okay. and me, guys like you and me who stack all the bonuses, you know, who only drive when the surging and, you know, pick and choose their spots, cherry pick their time slots, make more money by the hour, per hour, than Roxy and Emmanuel, because they're out there at dead times, busy times, so they, their averages are going to be less than ours. So right, to me, right. it's like, I think they deserve more money. How about, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, how about how about you, Emmanuel? You being the full timer, bro. How many hours a week yeah. do you drive? Seven, like 70, 70, 75. Oh my God. God bless yeah. you, man. Yeah. yeah, like, well, my schedule is 4 a.m., 4 to 4. Leave my house by 4, come back by, by Every day? 4 p.m. Every day. Some days, wow. I think a day out here and there, but for the most part, at least six days, seven days a week. Six minimum. Well, last week it was slow, I only worked five. But for the most part, six, sometimes seven, depending what I've got going on. I am married, wow. got kids, so. I gotta take some time off too, but um, I do grind. Yeah, because I no, because I live, I live like thirty-five miles from downtown Chicago, so okay. I can't just go home and come back. I have a strategy: get to this, get to this, get to the airport, get to the city, and just work the entire day. I have a strategy to work during the dead times. I have okay. a strategy to make the most money, but, but yeah, uh, if I was CEO, I'll definitely increase the rate for the full timers. Give them like a 20 percent bump, like okay. after X amount of rides. Once you get to like. The ten thousand club, the twenty thousand club, the thirty thousand club gets you a little bit of pay raise. Not not much, five percent, ten percent, but kind of the more the the more experienced drivers makes a little bit more money because they've been there longer. They have more loyalty to Uber, and bring I back agree. the eighty like the eighty twenty split. And well, that's not gonna, uh, That's never gonna happen. No, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. But 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 they can easily bring the multiplier. Bring yeah. The multiplier back. Bring well, multiplier yeah. Back. We for you guys, uh, for you like veteran drivers who know what they're doing, pick and choose. Multiplier oh was amazing, right? Oh, oh my. But for Roxy, I, I, multiplier is not going to be good because no, she does. She no, accepts everything. Yeah, no, because with me, I'm I, I I'm very I'm I'm a cherry picker. I'm 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 there a master go. cherry picker. That's why. Uh, but yeah, but the thing is, if 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 I knew what I knew now five years ago, yeah. I would make even more money with a multiplier and all this <laughs> stuff. I didn't know what I was doing. I take any ride. I'm like, ah, eh, what the hell. And yeah. now it's like I'm making more money now than I did five, five years ago, but okay. not because the is that busy. It's because I'm I'm smarter and I have more experience and I'm better at strategizing. Now. That's why we say on RSG, you work smart, not hard. Paul, so um, how about you? You're the CEO of Uber and Lyft. Why would you change? You know, respect your drivers a little bit more because we are still people. You know, we're kind of being forgotten about nowadays. They're going to, more towards autonomy. Just you know, we're still working for you. We deserve some sort of respect. And on top of just being full timers, which mad respect for anybody who can do that, I wouldn't be able to sit in my car for 70 or 80 hours a week. I, I don't know how you guys that do that do that. Um, I my, my back hurts after six hours. <laughs> um, but, you know, people that have been on your platform for 
you know, a long time, like I'm coming up on seven years, you know, and I've been driving most of the time since that most of my time off was five or six years ago, but treating us with respect too, because obviously we've shown you, you know, we've shown you the respect of staying on your platform and being the best that we can for as long as we have show us, you know, Show, show us some respect. That's, a, that's right. all. Just yeah, showing I mean, the drivers a little bit. You know, there's a stigma attached with Uber drivers. A lot of us are educated. A lot of us do this because we like doing it. And extra cash doesn't hurt. But, you know, there's the stigma that, oh, he's just an Uber driver. Oh, yeah, she's just yeah. an Uber driver. I'm like, no, man. I'm not it's just an Uber incredible. driver. It's honestly incredible. When someone asks if, if it's my full-time job, you know, and you know, a lot of people do that. And I, like I said, I have mad respect for people that do that, but they yeah. say, is this your full-time job? I'm like, Oh no, I have another job. And you then feel embarrassed, right? I'm like, no, yeah. Don't feel embarrassed. Well, yeah, they, they become more talkative. I'm like, yeah. you know, just because if you, even if I was just a full, you know, if I was a full-time driver and didn't have another job, that doesn't mean I'm dumb. <laughs> you know, and that's, and that's how a lot of, a lot of passengers, you know, yeah treat the full-timers it's kind of sad may i I interject something about this on this topic okay um yep just interject something uh you have to understand that having a a, having a gig side gig is now a is now considered a is now considered part of our society so anywhere you look you read oh what's your side gig you have a side gig it's an accepted part of society and i have to say that that if you talk to somebody in your car and they say, oh, you do this. Yeah, I do this in addition to one. These are meant I have multiple streams of income. Yeah, that's what you tell them. I have multiple streams of income. And if you're yeah. if you're wise, you will have multiple streams of income because in the end, it, it's to your benefit. So yeah. you should you, you should you should actually you should be very proud. of. I'm very proud of what I do. And number two is that you should you should look at this. You are, your car is a, is like a, it's like an ATM. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. an ATM. I, agree. I agree. Your car is an ATM. And the more you can use that and then use that money uh, as an advice to you, because you, you, you were in the pharmaceutical industry, your advice is to take that money and take a portion of that and invest it somewhere where it's yep. making money for you. Okay. I agree. Yep. Okay. So Always. I'm going to get, okay. You go ahead, Paul, go ahead. No, no, absolutely. I take half of it and I put it in my retirement and I take a portion of the other part and I put it in a college fund for my future kids. I don't have kids yet. Future kids? Holy crap, this guy's long-term. Oh, it's it's going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) But it's going in a college fund, so so I don't worry about it. I'm going to ask you guys to answer this um, yes or no. This is a yes or no question, okay? Uh, Roxy, how do you like Uber and Lyft taking 50% or more from passenger fares no no how about you george 50 percent or more passenger fares yeah where does that come from that's what they do right every time the passenger pays 30 you make 15. oh 15 we make we we make 15. yeah they take half of what the passenger pays what do you think about that yes it's good i mean yes or no do you like it or no uh you know, I don't. I really don't understand. I can tell you're from DC, bro. <laughs> I don't know. The, I, don't, I, I don't know the. I, I. I. I can't answer that question honestly because I don't know that. I really don't understand the, the, uh, the numbers of how what they're taking. 
But I, I, I can say is that sometimes I think some of the num. I think you gave a you you were on one of the programs where you pointed out that they're not taking as much as people think they're taking. No, they're not. But uh, that's with all the incentives and tips. How about you, Alex? Yes or no? No, no. no. How about you, Danny? Fifty percent. No. This weekend you made a grand and Uber made a grand. Is that cool? No. No. How about you, Emmanuel? Twenty-six thousand rides. That's a lot of cheese, bro. Uh, hell no. No way. Hell no. Okay, so how about you, Paul? If they took 50% and then reinvested in stuff for the drivers, then sure. But the way it currently is set up, absolutely not. There you go. We have we have a consensus on one subject. All right, so we're at the end. This is about an hour and a half. So I'm going to give everybody three minutes to tell me their craziest story. I know, Roxy, I'm going to come to you last because you are like, you're like, I don't know. You, I think I have to have you on every show now. <laughs> So, George, craziest story. You have three minutes. You're on the clock. I'm watching it. Great. Picked up somebody from the airport, took him to New York City. Okay. Took me three and a half hours to take him to New York City. Oh, my God. Three and a half hours. Get in the car. There's two guys. One's an attorney. His, his client. Client was a, he was a bankrupt guy. Had, had millions, lost all his money. And all he did the whole time was complain. I got in the car. He says to me, he says, turn that music off. I said, yes, sir. No problem. So I just, I just drove and I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word the whole three and a half, except when they were talking about baseball, I sort of interjected something and said something else. So as we get, as we, as we get to New York, as we get towards New York, we go through the Holland tunnel and we're in the lower part of Manhattan. Uh, the guy says to me, he says, um, he says, do you, uh, do, do you eat, uh, do you eat, are you going to have dinner? I said, yes. I said, yeah, I'm going to eat dinner. He says, uh, he says, you, I, I said, yes. I said, you, you promised, you promised you're going to, you promised you're going to have dinner. I said, of course I'll stop and have dinner, go back. No problem. So as we get out of the car, the guy opens his, 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 his briefcase and he pulls out two $100 bills. I mean, these were mint. These look like this, this came out of the U S mint that they hadn't been folded. And he gave them to me and he says, you promised to go to dinner. He has to have, have dinner. So he, he dropped me off. And the guy who complained the whole time and made all these complaints about me gets out of the car and he goes, this is the best Uber ride I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> so, 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 okay. So this, on that ride, on that's that your ride. craziest story. I know. And that okay. ride, on that ride, I, I netted after all expenses close to $400. Wow. Including the 200. Awesome. Yes, that included the yeah. 200. Yeah, I don't. I met, I met it like, <laughs> no, no, but that I made $400 on that ride. Right. And that was May Day because the other ride I did was like four bucks. Right. So, see, I would have thought you being from DC. All right, Roxy, close your ears. You being from DC, your crazy <laughs> story would be some like high end call girl story or something like that but i guess not because you oh, know, they're, had, listen, they're very popular in dc bro let me I, tell you I, that picked up some, i picked up some interesting people let's put it all that right. way okay all right alex your craziest story the san francisco is a crazy city bro well um i'm going to disappoint you i'm going to give you the most inspiring story Chris, we got all the wrong people except roxy and Emmanuel here. and, and, and it will will uh be part of what i wanted to bring up 
which is a destination filter. So what happened oh, was no. <laughs> I, I, I just I, I just um, by reflex uh, uh, that was before um, we we could see the destination here in California. Mm -hmm. By reflex, I accepted a uh, forty-five minute plus ride. And I and I accepted it and I said, oh man, I should have done that. And and then I got a call and it was a nurse from the hospital here in San Francisco uh, trying to make sure uh, I was going to know where to pick up this this uh, passenger and, and I asked, uh, where's the destination? And she said, Sacramento. And I said, oh, there's no way I'm going to go to Sacramento. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to cancel this. And she said, well, you know, this is a terminal cancer patient. I, I, it shut me off immediately. I said, okay. Uh, I'll pick I'll pick him up. And I have to tell you, it was one of the most most inspiring moments in my life, because here comes this guy who just got a death sentence uh, saying that he had so many, I don't know, weeks to live. And he was like so upbeat and positive. It was a lifelong lesson for me. We, we were talking throughout the trip. And then um, um, comes the destination filter uh, issue. Um, of course, we all know that the algorithm for the destination filter, it's not good at all. Coming from Sacramento, and I put San Francisco, it just made me go around and around and around in Sacramento, <laughs> taking me nowhere. But the issue that we're having now is 100 or a thousand times worse. Um, it's been going on for me for over three months. I have called Uber Help, and they keep telling me we are very aware of this problem, and we are uh, we are getting complaints left and right, but we are, we are going to fix it. But it's been three months where basically, um, instead of getting your regular two destination filters per day, you get either one. And then when when you go get your second, it says zero. Or sometimes you start your day and says right off the bat zero destination. And yeah. when you become a platinum and diamond driver, they really sell you on you getting the additional destination filter or third one if you go far away. And if you do go far away uh, and you use that, it, it poaches your second um, regular destination filter. So in other words, uh, we only have either one or sometimes zero um, destination filters per day. And once in a while, you get two if you're lucky. Okay, that's not a crazy story, but I agree with your destination filter problem. There is one that exists. And Emmanuel, by the way, the timer on the DF does not work anymore. By the I way, that, uh, that, that happened, but, that happened but, to me. It took it away. By the way, the uh, yeah. the uh, destination filter, mm -hmm. Lyft gives you up to six destination filters a day. How do they do that? It's like a diamond ant or something. No, you it's, get you get six. I uh, as a platinum, you get six. That's what I'm saying. That's what I said. Yeah, well, I that mean, that's not difficult to do, by the way. Yeah, for for me it is. <laughs> Danny, you know, how about you? Craziest story this weekend? Uh, maybe, real quick. Yeah? Uh, no, no. In the uh, two no. years. Let's say three years ago, uh, the week before Halloween, you know, when they had those Halloween parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I pretty much, I, you know, I was using Lyft. And then, uh, you know, normally you have like your little icon man, uh, your avatar. That's walking so, to you. <laughs> yeah, that shows you yeah. where the where yeah. the passenger is. Mm -hmm. And then uh, pretty much I was about to pick up this person. And then I seen the avatar just flew, like left you know so <laughs> it was weird. levitate so, yeah levitate it was weird and then and then i asked this person i said hey are you uh mike i believe that that was and he said yeah so 
he he went inside and I was driving. And then uh, from there, he's like, where are you going? I said, this is your address, right? Uh, uh, you know, whatever it is. And then he said, no. And then I'm like, oh, so the other, the the avatar that flew, that was my uh, passenger. And then I got another person with the same name. Oh, my and God. Then, so what I did was I just <laughs> I, I, I just put in the, the destination what they wanted and then I took them. Okay. And then and then this and then I had another ride and I asked, is your name this? The same thing happened. I picked up a wrong person. Two in a row that happened to me. So that's oh. pretty much the craziest story that happened. Two in a row, crazy, bro. Two in a row. Yeah. Watch back out. Watch out. You got to check name and you know, you know, that's the easiest thing for the passenger. Go check my license plate, bro. You can't get in the wrong car. I mean, I can't fake anything but except my license plate. Okay, yeah. Paul. Well, how about you, Paul? Crazy Boston story, Paul. Uh, but you had one last uh, week. You said almost got carjacked, right? Well, that was that was a while ago. That's, that was a while ago. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was uh, probably three or four years ago, right before I stopped driving at night. But as I was driving at night, it's nothing extremely crazy, but I had one woman who I um, heard rustling around in her, um, in her bag that she had with her. And I didn't really think much of it. There was some pill noises i'm like oh maybe she's taking some ibuprofen who knows mm -hmm. but um i turn around at one point at a light uh, you know because she was moving around a lot so i wanted to make sure she was doing okay and i saw a tourniquet on her arm so i'm like and uh so i think she was about oh, to inject wow. something into her arm um, wow, holy shit. That that's when <laughs> I went into the closest convenience store and um dropped her off. But earlier in that day, I was picking up somebody or a group of people. Um it was five people at um a hotel in the seaport. Apparently they were day drinking for somebody's birthday. And I was driving them back to one of their houses, which is around 20 minutes away up in Somerville, Mass. And um the one of the people in the second row passed out and the person in the third row who was hammered kept on looking at the person who had passed out and screamed for the whole ride. I think she's dead. I think she's dead. That's the repeater. Like That's the repeater. Every right there. like 15 to 30 seconds for like oh, a 12 man. minute span. And I keep barf bags in the back. So they're getting out. They woke up the person who was yeah. All right, Emmanuel, you're up. Okay. And the uh, uh, still talking? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, okay. Me, me, Paul. Okay. Okay. There we go. Okay. Honestly, guys, out of the twenty-six thousand rides, I don't have that many crazy stories. I work mostly during the day. Okay. Uh, pretty much just. I had one time I had a hundred dollar tipper. He, he got in my car, it was a short trip. And he like, what, what, what have been your biggest tip in your life? I don't know, 50? Okay, I'll double it. And like, boom, just have a, have a good night. That's it. Literally like a five minute ride. You should have yeah, asked for 500, bro. You should have said well, 500, what, 50? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't think, I don't remember what I thought. I was like, oh All yeah. Right. Maybe Roxy. I don't, I don't think he would have given me hundred dollars cash. Uh, you never know, man. If you don't ask, don't you never find out. Yeah. Okay, Roxy, you're yeah. up. You, you, oh, you, I've, been, you, I've been rocking in my seat. Okay. I like can 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 I can I get a dash Stop. cam for the best story? How about that? Okay. Well, we have All to right. work on that one. We have to work on that. <laughs> okay, because I, I I really am truly writing stuff down for a book. Okay. Um, but the craziest one. And I guess it's okay because we're on YouTube. I won't get 
blocked off of Facebook or anything, right? I don't think um, so. I, I'm driving. It, I usually start at 3 a.m. And I'm going to pick up the ride around 5 a.m. And it's this gorgeous woman. I mean, look, look like probably a lady of the night. I'm, but, you know, I'm not judging. I, but she comes, yeah. she's walking well, down. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden I hear <laughs> this dog barking. Go ahead. And then I hear her screaming. <laughs> and so she jumps in my car and she's like, oh, a dog just attacked me. And she's all screaming. I'm like, are you all right? I mean, I have a first aid kit. And no, just take me home. Just take me home. And I'm like, okay. And so I'm driving. And, and I'm about to come up to a light. And then she goes, do you have any napkins? And I'm like, uh, are you bleeding? I'm like, are you bleeding? And I'm like, I, I got a microfiber cloth that's brand new. And, um, and I turned around to hand it to her. And, and it wasn't a her, it was a he. And the only reason I knew was because she had her leg hiked up on my seat and all the junk was hanging on my seat. <laughs> I, 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 no lie. I mean, I, I seen everything. I, I, and I'm 60, so I haven't seen a lot of stuff in a long time, you know. I'm, you know, but I, I'm, I, I did, had no idea that it was a man. I thought it was a woman. I mean, she was beautiful. She was so beautiful. I will buy she didn't have okay. she didn't have <laughs> panties on either no panties oh, oh my god this is okay you see that tops the cake so i'm like um i i definitely will buy the book seriously <laughs> you know you could you could call it the uber 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 diaries or something you know what i mean because it's like it's I, I i tried to send in the pictures of the blood um to uber so that i could get a cleaning fee did you did you? No. Oh, it didn't show up good enough. All right. So, um, okay, guys, I, honestly, this is awesome. I appreciate all of you showing up. Um, you know, we're going to keep doing this, but, okay, Chris is under the weather. Chris is coughing his lungs out over there. He's sick, but you got to give Chris a hand because he trooped it out. He, got po he tested positive a couple days ago, and we actually thought about really canceling it but you all were in the mix already and i'm going like i don't know if you want to cancel it we'll cancel it because he's like no uh, i i uh i'm like we'll we'll do it so the other look, this weekend was pretty bad um you know it's it's just it's um just energy wise it's low and weak so yeah so thank you <clears throat> apologies uh so thank you sergio for kind of spearing this one uh, all today, next one's uh, on you, bro. Next here. one's on you. Next week yeah, is on next, you. <laughs> which is fine because that's small markets. So no, we're going to have uh, have, have a beer. little bit there. So uh, thank you, everybody, for coming on. Um, yeah, because we already had mentioned the dates. We already had confirmed. Um, I didn't want to, like, end it or, you know, create something where it was going to be. Uh, we had to postpone it or something. So um, You're watching, thank you very much for coming on. Okay, George, Alex, Danny, Paul, Emmanuel, Roxy. You guys are awesome. 
we're gonna keep in touch. I'm not gonna let you guys go that easily. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Hey, hey, so you make sure you keep in touch with all of all our contact ab- for all of us. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, look, you're so you're in, you're in my, with each other. You're yes. in my database. There is power in numbers. You know what I'm saying? I but, know that. But if I had Roxy's, I don't know half. No, not half. Quarter of her energy, I'd be like. You know, I'll be like on the moon by now. I mean, what the heck, Roxy? Where do you get it? Is it you, like you have been... you have to you have to get in my car and go for a ride? I mean, it's 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 I'm it's, coming. I do, and you know, I have to thank you guys because this channel. Um, that's what I did. I didn't know. You know, when they saw when you you go through the background check and you get your uh, car checked, and and then they throw you out to the wolves. If it wasn't for things like this and talking to people like y'all and reading, um, but I watched a lot of YouTube videos and and smushed together. Um, but I do karaoke and everything in my car. I mean, I just it that people get out and they go, "Wow." <laughs> no, I I believe you, and you know I. But you know, most importantly, I commend you that Uber Uber and Lyft. Honestly, you know. You don't directly represent Uber and Lyft, right? Because you're on your own out there. But they should be thankful they have drivers like you and Emmanuel and Paul and George and, and De- Alex and Danny. Just for the fact that you guys have been around for five, six, seven, eight years in some cases. You've done all these thousands of rides. And for a small token of appreciation, you know, once in a while, like George said, I, they should send you some free stock. They should send you something. Even in the old days, you know, you Lyft used to send you like this little jacket or whatever with the Lyft. They don't oh, do yeah, any of that did. anymore. Yeah, yeah, they don't do any of that anymore. So to me, to me, it's like what Paul said, hundred percent true. I don't think you guys get appreciated enough for the work that you do and for the people you take around because it's not an easy thing to do. Everybody thinks driving A to B is so easy. It is not, man. You're dealing with hundreds of different characters, hundreds of different people, hundreds of different attitudes, all hours of the day. And if it wasn't for you guys, there would be no Uber and Lyft. So Mr. CEO, Dara, DK, Kosher Shawi, without these guys, you got shit. So anyway, but other than that, um, you know, we're going to do this again next week with smaller cities, which I'm sure is going to be fantastic characters like yourselves. And we're going to do it again every month and a half or two. And uh so, Chris, do we have to have Roxy come on every single time? We have to, right? Because she just, just her crazy story. I mean, I mean, look at look at these. Look at these all tough guys out here. George, Alex, Danny, Paul, Emmanuel. They all go, I don't have any crazy stories. And then here comes Roxy with an atomic bomb right there. <laughs> Blows the place up. And I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, Roxy. Well, good, my database that one saved to the end. Yeah. No, I knew it. Not that I knew that was the story, but I kind of knew that Roxy's seen it all. So I'm like, okay, Roxy's mm-hmm. the one. But anyway, thank you guys. Thank you for coming on, and we're gonna do this again. I, I want to yep. tag along with Roxy thank to you. thank you, you guys as well for for your oh, great work it. with Rideshare, guys. Uh, appreciate all the information you give to us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you've you, been really thank great. You. I think all your all you guys are very good today. All yep. of you. There was oh, a like good great panel. Stories. All right, Emmanuel, be safe Emmanuel, out there. Chicago's the crazy. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And you I hope, there, you know what, that there is a, is, isn't there a law firm that's working with, about this for background checks, right? For deactivations? Yeah, for deactivations, uh, Larry. But is it for yeah, background checks only? 
Uh, it's for background checks, but yeah, deactivations, stuff like that. Definitely. Okay. He can you know, I'll send you that email. That, I'll send so. you that contact, Emmanuel. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bud. All right. All right. Everybody, have a good night, guys. All right. Have a good night. All right. Take Thank care. you, everybody, for watching. Uh, again, next week, we will be doing this again with small city Thanks. markets. Uh, so we have a panel all lined up for that. So appreciate everybody coming Thank by. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you again, Sergio, for spearing again today, uh, as I You're definitely not could not be able to do that as much as normal. So, all right. Have a Thanks great for toughing rest it out, your day, Chris. everybody. Oh, yeah. All right. Take care, <laughs> guys. See you. Bye -bye. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. -bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.